0: Let's spend together a few moments in the Word of God before we publicly offer our praises from members of the congregation. The fifth chapter of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, with an emphasis on verse 6, but I would like to read verses 6 through 11. This is the Word of God. May the Lord bless this brief exposition of His holy Word. It is striking that as Paul describes human depravity and sin in the first chapter of the book of Romans that he notes, and neither were they thankful. The believer in Christ is distinguished from the unbeliever in part by this very reality. Our hearts are now made grateful by the grace of God. Every day the Lord our God has blessed us, his people. The psalmist in Psalm 111 offers praise and a reason for gratitude. Praise the Lord, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Yes, God's children delight in the works of the Lord, and they are reasons for gratitude. God's work in creation, the providential ordering of the world. His all-powerful sustenance of His creatures. This and much more are reasons for gratitude. But the greatest reason for gratitude is that the Lord has redeemed us from our awful sins. He has not left us in our sin, but through the substitutionary atonement, the price of our sin has been paid in full. Is this not the greatest work of the Lord, people of God, that He has saved you from your sin? And when we think upon this, our hearts indeed are grateful. When we contemplate the depth of our need, our hearts nearly break in pieces with joy. Now, this one verse, I think, sums it up. Verse 6, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Let's think upon this verse and this section of Scripture. First, we see the depth of our need, do we not? Notice how the whole passage puts it. He died for sinners. He died for the powerless. He died for those who were his enemies. He died at just the right time. In the plan of God, all of God's redemptive plan comes to the focal point in the cross. He went to the cross at the time that God everlastingly purposed to demonstrate his love by redeeming us from our sins. But the most striking expression to me is that the Savior showed his love for the ungodly. Imagine what that means. There was nothing to commend us to God. We were rebels against the goodness of God. He died for those who had no desire for him, for those who hated him, for those who shook our puny fists at him. He died for the ungodly, for the sordid, the corrupt, for depraved sinners. That's the depth of our need. That leads us secondly to see the depth of his suffering for us which is summarized here in that he died for the ungodly. The holy, sinless, stainless Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, became man, assumed human nature, and suffered for us. He bore God's wrath so that he might save us from that wrath. He did not die for friends, but verses 7 and 8 tells us he died for his enemies. Someone might die for those worthy of esteem, the text tells us. My great uncle Ernest McWilliams did this in the First World War. He left his nurses, he went to the front lines, and he died defending his buddies. But there was nothing esteemable in us, nothing to commend us to God. For the ungodly, he died. What does death mean? Well, for us, fallen in Adam, it means loss of Eden, loss of communion with God, infinite wrath. It means going to hell. What then did it mean that Jesus died for the ungodly? What was death for him? It meant loss of communion with God. It meant infinite wrath, bearing our hell in our place so that we might be saved from hell. His holy body and soul took God's wrath for our sins. That was the depth of His sufferings. But also we see the depth of His love for us sinners. The depth of His love is measured by what He endured for us. Do not miss the Father's love is also featured here. We read in verse 8, God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is to say, the Father's love, the source of, extends from the Father's heart. The cross did not constrain God's love, but God's love was the fountain of the cross. The depth of His love is shown by the difficulty encountered to redeem us from our sin. Because here was a problem that only God could solve. How can God justify sinners and yet remain just? And the answer that is given, the awful wrath of God poured out upon the Son of God in the place of us sinners. God himself must go to the cross. The second Helvetic confession, one of our great Reformation documents, speaks of the strenuous love of God the Father for the world of his elect. And here we see the strenuous love of God the Father expressed in the death of the Son of God for us. The depth of his love is shown by the unworthiness of the objects loved and redeemed. We were ungodly, not godly. And so we read in verse 9, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, that is to say, accepted through the righteousness of Christ, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Haldane in his great old commentary says, we suffered all the punishment due to our sins and have kept every precept of the law because he with whom we are one has done so. You can be grateful today, child of God, that you can gather here, accepted in the presence of God, through the blood of Christ, owing nothing to the law of God, no debt, no condemnation, nothing to that law, because Christ poured out His blood for you. And that leads us, therefore, to see the depth of our gratitude. If He died for the ungodly, for ungodly people, that is the ground for our gratitude. Do you acknowledge that? The way of acknowledging this sad truth is the way to happiness of heart. He died for the ungodly. And so let me address someone here who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever acknowledged yourself to be a sinner? Do you understand that the path to true gratitude is understanding the depth of your need and that Christ alone is the redeemer of sinners? Trust in Him. Embrace Him as Lord. And Christian, what room is there in our hearts for Laodicean coldness? Are our hearts cold, stolid, fearful of too much zeal, leery of excessive heat in the service of God? Oh, Christian, how can our souls be cold when we think that we were by nature ungodly and that Christ died for the ungodly? And so, my unbelieving friend, do not reject the Lord Jesus Christ. Spurgeon somewhere said... If the Son of God dies for sinners and sinners reject his blood, they have committed the most heinous offense possible. I will not venture to affirm, but I do suggest, that the devils in hell are not capable of so great a stretch of criminality as is involved in the rejection of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Here lies the highest love. The incarnate God bleeds to death to save men, and men hate God so much that they will not even have Him as He dies to save them. They will not be reconciled to their Creator, though He stoops from His loftiness to the depths of woe in the person of His Son on their behalf. This is depravity indeed, and the desperateness of rebellion, God grant that you may not be guilty of it. And believer, let us be hot in returning love to such love as this that would bear God's wrath in our place. Gratitude calls us to faithful following of the Lord to eschew every sin for which He died and for which He has forgiven us. Let us be thankful, so thankful that we will not fall into a lax, lukewarm condition about the things of God. And let me say that prayer is the true gauge of this. A thankful man, woman, child... Is a thankful person who prays. If we fall into the coldness of what I warn us, this is the first sign that that we have little personal communion with God. And so, Christian, on this Thanksgiving morning, how much we have for which to be grateful. God is our Creator, He sustains the universe, He governs the nations. All men and all things, he fulfills his purpose in this universe. But most of all, he has not left us ungodly sinners in our sins, but bore the wrath of God in our place. That's the ground for thanksgiving, the reason for gratitude. And as the old Puritan Carnock said, we can never honor him supremely whom we do not supremely love. And God's people said, Amen.